0: Well, mostly gentlemen but anyway what's happening guys this is your boy bob rock and this is the b-rock rc show a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter welcome 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 everybody thank you for listening in uh so yeah yeah it was uh, uh it was a good week it was a busy week it was a really good weekend how was your weekend how did it go let us know what's happening uh, so, well, my weekend uh, turned out pretty good. I had a, it was uh, it was pretty chilled, pretty pretty chilled. I just uh, I wanted to have a just a quiet uh, a quiet day with with my kids and my and my wife. What's happening, people? so What's happening? Thank you for joining in. So yeah, it was a, it was a chilled uh, Sunday. It was a chill birthday. I enjoyed uh So, okay, is that better? Sorry about that. Ah, uh, that's cool. That's okay, Kim. Thank you for joining in, even if it's just for a little bit. What's happening? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Thank you all for joining in. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Kim. I will. I would definitely will. So, yeah my my birthday was very chilled uh big shout out to my wife for the lovely gifts you know i really uh it was very cool i I didn't want anything to be honest i didn't expect anything and then she surprised me with some uh with a couple of gifts uh so you know it was very special so more than uh more than the item itself, I think it uh, I value the the thought a lot so big shout out to my wife Wahida. Thank you so much uh and it just made my day even my kids they made little cards it was very cool very 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 cool. So what's happening on your end of the world people um how's your how's the drift life going how's your life going uh how's the the coronavirus scares? Geez, I'm hearing that this thing is traveling all over the place and you know it's something that we all need to be very very cautious of. Uh, I wouldn't want any of my friends, any of my listeners, followers, fans, whoever, friends, families, everybody, uh, just be safe out there guys and uh, try and try and be as safe as possible. No, it's difficult and you know these things just kind of creep up on you in any sort of way. But yeah, you know, just just try and and be safe there, guys. What's up, Andre? Thank you for joining in, brah. Thank you for joining in. So, yeah. uh, So, just want to pick up a couple of things from from last week's uh, episode. uh, Just to give you a a little bit of a recap. Um, So, we spoke a little bit about... Uh, what's happening in the the RC drifting community and how uh, how generous and how uh, helpful everybody is in the in the drift community and uh, I shared a couple of well I tried to <laughs> share a couple of stories uh, with the people uh, about people that have helped me along my my journey and uh, uh, it uh, it Basically, if it wasn't for these people, um, I wouldn't be doing this hobby and where I am at the moment. So, largely, a lot of my achievements is due to uh, the kindness of other people. So it, it's been really, really awesome, and I'm sure uh, you guys also would. Uh, you know, have similar stories of people helping out. Um, and then uh, we just uh, touched on a few uh, of the events that uh, happened uh, around SA last week like um, the the GP series uh, in Johannesburg uh, and then it was also uh, round two of the uh, of the KZN RC Drift Nationals um, and then it was also a few comps in Germany and Sweden and then we also spoke a little bit about the upcoming uh, the, the UK uh, championship that's uh, that's going on. Where there's three rounds in in the three different uh, regions the northern northern southern and uh, the the midland region, uh, and then that's culminating in a national final at Silverstone. So you guys out in the UK there's some there's some awesome awesome comps heading your way so you guys should really uh you you guys should really get in there um and from what i've been told the the uk national championship is happening like after approximately 10 years guys that's crazy man you got to be there all you uk guys you got to be there hey what's up (laughs) susko thank you man thank you um So, yeah, uh, you know, just speaking about the the comps, um, this uh, actually yesterday was round two of the the Cape Town uh, regionals. So I haven't uh, uh, had a chance to speak to the guys down in Cape Town and just to get a feel of how the comp went. I was horribly, horribly busy today, which is also why I started a bit late. Um, So... Uh, Yeah, uh, and I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, I really wanted to give you guys a little bit about uh, what happened on there. But uh, I see that uh, Cisco is listening in. Thank you, bro. Uh, Perhaps he could share a few words uh, how that comp went down. We'd really love to know. So besides besides that, uh, what I wanted to really talk about was uh, on this uh, uh, on this episode was um, it, it it's something uh, it's a topic that uh, and something that I've come across many a time during my little drifting journey and it's about uh, uh, motivating yourself and others and also getting down and demotivated in this uh, in this hobby and how do you deal with it um, how do you? do you pick yourself up Uh, you know and it's uh, and it's something uh, uh, you know it's something that's uh, that's I can speak from experience Um, and I'd like to share with you just a couple of stories and how I've managed to overcome it hey hey, Stefan thank you so much brother you you rock man you you you're such a good supporter and listener. Thank you so much, and thank you to everybody that's uh, that's listening in and just joined in as well. As you know, I am your man Bob Rock, and this is the B Rock RC Show, a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter. Welcome to my show. Okay, so Cisco says it was a great comp good competition. Guys are going hard in twenty twenty. I can uh, I can definitely attest to that um ever since uh quite recently uh guys have uh have taken the initiative to go over to rear wheel drive and have found and have been finding a lot of success in rear wheel drive and with that they are starting to push themselves a lot harder and I think it makes for fantastic competition. It makes for amazing drifting. And it just helps uh, push each other to the next level. And uh, as I've said in, in previous uh, podcasts, SA is the place to be for RC drifting. The, the, the level of RC drifting is coming up really, really strong. And uh, it's really, really fun at the moment. There's some really nice uh, tracks around uh, SA. Um, although uh, for guys that uh, that compete uh, and drift uh, overseas, I know most of you guys uh, drift on carpet, uh, whereas we drift on on either smooth concrete or polished concrete. So uh, if you are uh, come down to South Africa and drift with us just be sh- just be aware you're gonna be drifting on uh, smooth either smooth painted concrete or polished concrete or that kind of thing uh, the surface is quite different um, the setup uh, if I could uh, if I could say it's not all that different from from carpet it's uh, not a hell of a lot different. Uh, I know for a fact that when I went up for worlds, I didn't change my my setup too much. Uh, perhaps just a, a, a little tweak here and there. I know uh, Matthew Matthew Tanks he helped me a lot. Uh, Gregory uh, from Kamoa D helped me a lot. Daniel uh, uh, Daniel Christoph uh, the other Daniel. Uh, jeepers like uh, Jonathan wow a whole bunch of guys have me (laughs) but yeah yeah it was it wasn't uh, vastly different uh, in terms of setup so but we're looking forward to having everybody uh, come and join us and drift with us and we really hope to see some of you guys uh, come down and perhaps join us in our our national championship which is happening in Uh, the end of August uh, this year in uh, Pretoria at the drift trap Um, so you can you guys can just uh, message me uh, or any of the SA guys uh, for more info about how to to join up that will be awesome so uh, back to the uh, the topic Uh, sorry let me wind my window up here Uh, yeah about um, about motivation and and demotivation, and how does one deal with it? Um, and, and perhaps one or two of you guys uh, maybe have a similar story, or ha- maybe have a story uh, where you uh, you were feeling a bit down, and how did you deal with it? So I'm going to start with me as the prime example, because a lot of uh, a lot of the older guys uh, at uh, here in essay, um, th- who know me uh, and from nationals know how hard I usually am uh, on myself when it comes to uh, the competition side, especially at nationals. I just feel like as though I have a, a, a certain uh, obligation, uh, no not, not obligation, but like uh, a certain standard. Uh, that I uh, need to maintain and this is something that I place upon myself so it's something that uh, you know uh, I try and being who I am and the way I've positioned myself in the RC drifting community here in Durban specifically I feel as though uh, I have a certain uh, uh, quite a high standard and quite a high level of drifting that I need to maintain and achieve and when I don't hit that um, you know I am extremely hard on myself, and uh, a few of the times, yeah, the guys uh, have uh, have seen this, and um, so it's really put me down. Uh, it's put me down to such a point where I I didn't even want to drift anymore, which is crazy. Uh, so I I felt so demotivated that I didn't I never wanted to drift again. I just couldn't couldn't get my chassis tuned properly and um you know nothing nothing was working out uh, so the how i got out of that was s- just through just through my friends they they have been very very supportive and they've always shared a, a, a kind word and shared their advice and uh you know, just convince me to to just hang in there. Just keep at it. Uh, restart. Go back to the basics. Just uh, start off small again. Go back to the basics and just see how and where you perhaps you went wrong, and how you could. Uh, you need to change it. So I think one of the important uh, uh, points that I've uh, learned or managed or, or taught myself. With the advice of others, is n- never to be uh, so hard on yourself that it will cause you to, you know, give up something, especially drifting. So never be so hard on yourself that you 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 take yourself out of this this hobby or whatever it is that you love. You uh, at the end of the day, there it's just one part of your your life it doesn't uh, it shouldn't be the controlling factor in your life so therefore you don't need to be so hard on yourself that uh, it it causes you grief and it disturbs your peace of mind Uh, so you know it's taken me a while to to sort of change that mindset of myself Um, And eventually, once I got it, once I managed to get through and break through that barrier, I found that uh, I started enjoying my drifting a whole lot more, uh, which, uh, you know, which is fantastic. And uh, it always helps to to have a few people who you can uh, can speak to or confide in uh, and who's not going to judge you. Uh, and you want you want to keep people around you who just give it to you straight, uh, and like not in a harsh way, but you know, tell it to you straight uh, without uh, without sugarcoating it. Just telling you telling you the truth. Those are the kind of friends that you need that you need around you. So keep that in mind, guys. Motivation and demotivation. You can be the source of both. So instead of being demotivated try and try and motivate uh, others and try and uh, keep people who can motivate you if you get what i'm saying so you need you need that you need to be you need to be somebody who's a motivator and you need people who motivate you and that's the only way we're going to grow so uh, you know, uh, and it's it's a beautiful thing once everybody's on the same sort of wavelength with you. Uh, I think it's uh, you know it's fantastic when you when you can communicate with people who are in in a similar sort of wavelength to you, or if you're the kind of person who's who has a maybe like a a fluid sort of character, if you if you get me. A fluid character being you can get along with anybody and everybody, wherever. So it's nice to, to also uh, be like that. And uh, for me, I've tried to be like that. I've tried to be somebody who's, who's a friend to everybody. Um, and I continue to be like that. I've tried to be other, uh, <laughs> I've tried to be a little more, uh, you know, to myself and uh, a little bit reserved but i found that it's that's just not me it's just not uh, who i am so i'm i'm the fluid one (laughs) you you know so i i like to be i like friends i like people i like chatting with people i like to enjoy people's company i like to find out what makes them tick Um, which leads me to my next topic which i'm going to cover in the next episode it's what makes uh, someone who's who's top of the class. What makes them tick? You'll notice that, uh, and when even when it comes to RC drifting, the guys that are that are at the top of the game. What makes them tick? There's always there's always something about them that they do different to everybody else, and that's the thing that sets them apart. So what is that thing? What is that little factor, that that perhaps that little X factor? What is it? So that's a thing that I'm gonna be uh, discovering in our next episode and talking about that. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, uh, and perhaps you guys would uh, would uh, love to share some of your uh, some of your thoughts is. About uh, your chassis prep and and maintenance, now, how often do you uh, do you uh, do you do that, and what exactly do you do? So for me, um, my my maintenance, or uh, yeah, let me start off with the maintenance side. My maintenance side is involves mostly just uh, just cleaning my chassis, making sure all of the the moving parts are moving freely making sure parts that are meant to be meant to be greased are greased Uh, parts that are meant to be uh, oiled are are oiled i make sure my my shocks are functioning properly and if you just hold on a second i have a little visitor yes dolly at the bathroom there the light is getting darker and darker i'll sort it out don't worry I'm coming now. Okay, I need to go to the toilet. Go. Yeah, you got to deal with the kids too, and apparently, a faulty light bulb. Hmm. So I'll sort of <laughs> I'll get to that as soon as I'm done here. Uh, it's still fine, people. Just so you know, it's still fine. The light bulb is working. There is light there, there's no there's no problem there. It's just flickering, flicking, flickering a little bit, whatever it is. But I, I have space and I will sort it out. <laughs> uh, kids I tell you they have a way of of doing everything to you, throwing you off, keeping you on your toes, just making life so exciting. You gotta love kids. So yeah, we we're talking about chassis prep and, and maintenance. So, what, for me, what the maintenance is, I make sure everything's uh, dust-free and clean, and making sure all my moving parts are moving freely, and uh, making sure nothing's binding, uh, and uh, you know, just uh, just giving a general blowover of the chassis. That's that's usually my maintenance. So I also I check the wheels, make sure. Uh, I check all my bearings, make sure the bearings are, are running proper, they they spinning, they're not binding, stuff like that. So that's my that's my maintenance really. I haven't done a major uh, overhaul in uh, a long long time. Um, perhaps you know it, it's something that I that I should do at some point. But honestly, for the moment, with the way I uh, I clean my chassis and make sure everything is. Is good um, I haven't I haven't had a reason to do a major overhaul uh, what's up guys thank you so much for joining in um, yeah so like I said uh, I don't I don't really do a massive overhaul uh, what I do though is maybe a, a few drops of bearing oil uh, on the bearings uh, just to make sure that it's that it's keeping in its in its prime that it's uh, working really really well i think for rear wheel drive it's important that all your especially things like bearings it needs to be it needs to be proper Sub Stuart, uh, okay so Stuart says he only got uh, got home from work now so he's chilling in late Dude, that's okay because I I was I was working late as well, and I so I I started uh, a bit late, so apologies to everyone for starting late. But thank you so much for the support, really really appreciate it, and I really uh, love seeing you guys, and interacting with you guys on uh, on the show. So, yeah, that's my maintenance side, and for for preparation now. I, I prepare my chassis for two things, or, or on two occasions, uh, so perhaps that's almost every week. Uh, so Sundays is usually our, uh, our Sunday session that our track. So the night before, I, I, I take out my chassis, make sure it's clean, and then I, I go around, I put it on my setup station and make sure all my settings are proper so I make sure that my my camber is good in the front and rear I make sure that my right height is where I want it to be then I check up all my dampers I might uh, if, if the dampers are still good if my shocks are still okay I'll leave it as is otherwise I rebuild and then make sure my front geometry is how I want it to be I check up my my Ackerman camber my toe out in the front and then that's how I prep my chassis for uh, the Sunday session. And then for when it comes to the competition, obviously I go a little bit more intense. Uh, then I do a full prep and maintenance or like a service on the chassis the the night before the comp. So um, and it's one of the uh, it's one of the pieces of advice that I've gotten from uh, my 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 mentors well i i take them as my mentors so guys like vivian guys like uh, cisco and uh, and wellen um, they've always advised me like always check your settings make sure you check your settings take a take your driver go around your chassis make sure all your screws are are tight uh, not over tight make sure it's not overtight, especially with your aluminium parts um, go around check all your your screws are on properly make sure your chassis is all your settings are right so you're using the the right camber in the rear the right cam in the front you're using the correct tire you're the correct wheels in the in its positions so what i did was or what i do these days is i mark the inside of the room uh, uh with left and right and then rear and front so i know exactly where i'm putting my my wheels uh, i don't generally do a a tire swap or a wheel swap from rear to front um, I, I just prefer keeping it as is and running it like that so that's how. That's pretty much what I, I do for uh, uh for my chassis prep and uh, and the maintenance. And uh, well, how how often? Like I've mentioned, like probably every week I clean I clean the chassis, uh, and it's usually the day before uh, I hit the track, uh, and uh, and then prepping obviously for competition you gotta do that. So if you if you compete. You've got to make sure that you, your chassis is running at 100 percent. Make sure your batteries are charged. Your gyro's working. Your radio's working. Make sure the settings on your radio hasn't changed. Uh, make sure all your your chassis is balanced and weighted out uh, how you prefer it. So that's that's my that's my go to uh, go to sort of routine when it comes to that. Um, so, once we're on that, um, here's, a, here's a question to you guys. How many of you guys have have tried out the, the RR trend? Uh, I, I, I'm just curious. Uh, I myself am, am I'm trying it out as well um, with the year with the racing uh, rear motor conversion kit it also comes with the open diff so that's going to be interesting um yeah so uh, one thing I didn't like though is the uh, on that kit and I don't know how it uh how different it is to the Yokomo to the actual Yokomo kit um on the on the year racing kit the the rear weight is like quite a bit and it's a lot more. It's a lot. It's a lot more rear-heavy than I'd want it to be, but I'm still very curious and very interested to know how that's going to work. Okay, stupid question, Stuart. Firstly, there is never a stupid question, bro. The only stupid question is the one you don't ask. So, <laughs> if there's something that you don't know or you want to know, always ask a, a question, no matter how silly it may seem, dude. Um, to others, it may it may seem. It may seem silly or stupid, but uh, to you, it's it's a it's an opportunity to gain some knowledge that or learn something you didn't know. So don't ever don't ever say it's a stupid question. Okay, so Stuart asks: Does keeping left wheel on left hub and vice versa affect balance? Obvious with front and rear. Well. Okay, there's a, there's a couple ways, I suppose, you could uh, answer that question. Um, so, how I would approach that, uh, uh, or how I would uh, answer that question based on my own experience is, you see, generally, on your, your rear-wheel drive cars, you have more weight on the rear tires than the front. So... Your camber, also your settings on your rear and front is different. So the your camber on the rear is is different to the front. So when you change over, if you do a wheel swap from your your rear to the to the front, your your tires your tire wear has to weigh in again to suit the camber that you that you set. So it might be a little bit wonky at first so uh, you know i suppose that's how i'd answer it and thank you to everybody that's just joined in and listening in i really really appreciate your support this is your boy bob rock and this is the b rock rc show a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter thank you again for listening in and i hope you can join in some more also if you happen to uh if you want to listen to the previous podcast I upload all of my podcasts onto my YouTube channel, uh, which uh, the link I will post up uh, after the show. And uh, please, I'd really love, uh, you know, just like, share, subscribe. All I'm trying to do is to get to 100 subscribers, guys. If you, if I can get to 100 subscribers, I can get a custom URL uh, for my YouTube link. And then... Um, It'll just look a little better, won't it? So, yeah. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. So, help me get to 100 subscribers, guys. Thank you. Like and share. Uh, Also, please, if you have a chance, like, uh, uh, share the link. So, we get more people listening in. Okay. So, Stuart says, got it. Saturday, Yokomo Kit installed it, but haven't tested it. Okay. There, guys, he's talking about the Yokomo... A rear motor conversion kit so i, I noticed a lot of people uh, are trying it and i've come across a few people who have tried it and have actually moved o- moved on from it so i'd also like to know like uh, so why why have you moved on from it uh do you not like do you not like it or is it not exciting is it boring like what's going on Let's have a conversation about that. Let's get a few comments going on. Um, Yeah, so uh, that's not the only R trend in inverted commas that we had going on this year. So 2020 uh, is seeing another very interesting uh, R trend, which is the RER hybrid, the D-like RER hybrid so we got a we got a few people to thank for pushing that trend uh one of them is the endless drift team uh chester pang was doing uh, a lot of uh a lot of good work there for d like um and we've also noticed uh quite a few people have picked up the the d like uh, RER. hashtag don't support clones please guys do not support clones so, yeah, like what kind of RR have you, or R-trend have you jumped on? The RR, the RER, maybe using a custom RR conversion, or maybe you're using... Okay, so I know I know of a few con- conversions yet. So we got the Yokomo RR, you got the Air Racing uh, rear motor conversion, you've got the... I think the MST guys are doing a little bit of a custom bot on the MST to go RR on the MST. Then there's uh shoot, there's the ad- addiction RR. And then uh which one? There's one more. I know I'm missing one. Well maybe one of you guys will know. Anyway, uh it's it's very interesting to see how everybody's jumped on with the RR kit uh the rr conversion and i just for me personally i think it just picked up the speed of drifting a hell of a lot um and it it got me a little bit confusing uh, a little bit confused here in sa because uh, we 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 were at a point where our drifting was like incredibly quick uh and and it just looked uh, a little bit unreal and the control was all over the place and it it wasn't really a lot of fun. So what we decided to do was one of the reasons, one of the ways we implemented slowing down everybody was actually changing up the the tire compound. So we changed up to the Yokomo C-Types and that brought about an entire different sort of revolution where we had control over our drifting. The drifting slowed down, but it also made people think. It made people uh, research. It made people learn. It made people understand what the chassis is doing. So I I suppose in that regard, we achieved what we, we set out to achieve. And people finally took the initiative and started making a better effort into understanding the dynamics of the chassis and what goes into making a chassis perform better and understand how suspension works, how steering geometry works, and how all of the, these things connected together, uh, you know, make uh, make a chassis a beautiful performing chassis. So, uh, you know, that's been, that's been very cool. But now with the introduction of the RR, um, there's that whole... There's a whole speed element that's been added in again. Now, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not totally against it. Let's let's make that clear. I'm not against the the speed of the of the drifting, but what I find is that because you have that that speed uh, at your at your disposal, people are starting to to take advantage of the speed and now especially when it comes to the lead runs, they're starting to put in that speed so they know they pull a gap and they know they, they have a one-up on the competition in terms of uh, proximity. So, you know, uh, it's just for me, I think, uh, I think we just need to, to re-look at that. It's like with great power comes great responsibility. So <laughs> just because you, you have something doesn't mean you got to use it all the time. Um, I do understand that, you know, uh, with the R and D in in the industry, you definitely look at how you can make things better and more enjoyable, and this is one of those things. So I don't know, maybe I'm just talking a whole bunch of nonsense. you know, you know, maybe you guys can call me out on that. It's just a feeling that I get uh, when I noticed about uh, the R and how fast. Uh, uh, people want to go now. And I just think that it takes away uh, all of the all of that effort that we had made into slowing down the uh, the drifting and just try and, uh, and get the tandems in. You know? So, you know, it's something that we need to we need to think about again. Uh, okay, so Stuart says agreed man, speeds are really getting up there now. And it's getting difficult to tandem. Uh, exactly dude um so for me what i think is going to happen is you're going to you're going to have a, a a very big difference between the the really good guys and the the sort of intermediate guys and the the guys that are that have a little bit of experience there's going to be a vast vast difference <clears throat> and um you know it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing uh because it's only uh, if you are on top it means you are putting the effort you are and you shouldn't you should not be penalized or demonized for being that way if you are on the top it's because you put in the effort why should you be uh, criticized because you are uh, on that level you shouldn't so and you know, guys, uh, at the lower levels, if you wanna if you wanna be up there, you gotta put in the effort, man. You you just gotta you gotta put in the practice time. You gotta put in the setup time. You gotta understand what's going on. Um, and I'm talking from experience, especially for myself, because I was one of those people that would just do the bare minimum and expect to to go out there and like kill it. Um, and it, perhaps that's part of the reason why, uh, at one stage I was so down, so demotivated that I actually wanted to give up, uh, drifting on a number of occasions. Um, and then finally, when I started uh, paying attention to the guys that are more experienced than me and who had tried to explain to me that, you know what? understand what you're doing before you do it Uh, read up a little bit about about camber about right about all these things that affect your chassis Uh, read up educate yourself and then go and try it out yourself first go mess things up first and then and then see what you did wrong and most importantly do one change at a time and you'll see everything will get better. So always do one, one change at a time and you will be golden. So um, I think I've been uh, a little bit boring uh, for a little while here. <laughs> or maybe not so boring, but I just want to change up things uh, a little bit here. Uh, however, before before I do that, I just want to give a big shout out to... To James and Tice. Jeepers, I hope I said your name right. It's such a unique name. I've never come across a name like that. But bro, I'm so sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. Uh, So uh, James and Tice from uh, The Pace Cast. If you guys haven't seen it already, please listen in uh, to The Pace Cast. It's, uh, I think, on Tuesdays. uh, If I'm not mistaken, Tuesdays or, or Wednesdays so uh yeah it's it's also a very nice uh, uh live uh live youtube uh, feed where they also talk about uh, the rc game and all the all the different aspects about uh, rc it's a very very nice uh, podcast so um, very educational as well because you have uh james and tice who are who have been in the rc game for many many years and have dri- been drifting in a lot of different tracks, uh, and they have they have a wealth of uh, experience and knowledge uh, which they are sharing. So it it's going to be to your benefit if you uh, if you listen into their podcast as well. So I encourage you, please uh, go and listen to them as well. They are they are awesome guys. Um, very humble as well also uh, ever ready to to help you anybody indeed so yeah go check them out pacecast um so i want to give a few shout outs as well another shout out to team zero max for the commodity uh library library not library jeepers i'm getting tongue-tied now <laughs> the kim a uh, commodity livery they do a fantastic job and if you want a livery for for your cars as well hit them up they're on facebook they do a fantastic job hey what's up lou little lulu how you doing buddy um yeah you know these guys are awesome they do they do fantastic work for uh, the rc game and uh they need your support man uh, like, I, like I said in uh, in my earlier podcast Hashtag local is lacquer <laughs> Just remember that Local is lacquer Oh wait, wait, wait And another thing To ties, Jeepers again I hope I'm saying your name right um, You did a fantastic job Pronouncing Khao Teng Properly You actually did it perfectly So good job on that Uh, So just to throw in a little bit of uh, humor, like I said, uh, into the whole mix of things. Uh, If any of you guys from overseas decide to eventually come down to SA, uh, you're going to be hearing something that sounds like English but is not. (laughs) But it's all, yeah, well, it's not English or it doesn't sound like english it's it sounds like something crazy so one of the things you need to know when you land is our greeting um it's very uh it, it's a very common uh greeting that you will that you will hear and uh it, it's universal you can use it anyway in SA, and everybody knows what it is so that greeting is called how's it i'm going to say that again how's it it's spelled h-o-w-z-i-t or z-a-t how's it how's that it means the same thing it's basically hello (laughs) so you tell anybody any south african how's it they know exactly what you're talking about so yeah Uh, you know sometimes you you can also use it as like how's it and it means like how you doing so it's also contextual (laughs) but don't get too too caught up with the context and stuff of it just tell everybody how's it and they know and you'll feel welcome already okay so we got a we got a comment from uh, my friend bob here bob Thali. Uh sub opinion was, Arnold Yokomo was very good on polished tiles but on concrete it was faster along straight and late corner exit but slower on corner entry and mid corner than his YD2, YD2S2. Um, if it acted more like a pendulum low angle then suddenly higher angle. Interesting. The YD2S was easier to control at whatever angle you wanted. This may be the result of his setup rather than general result interesting interestingly his uh, comments were backed up by the stopwatch on carpet again gave high speed in a straight line but slower mid corner because you had to steady it on corner entry but others make it work so maybe it's just setup Oh, interesting thanks so much for for that uh, for that comment Bob uh, I really really appreciate it and there's some very valuable uh, information out there for anybody who's uh, currently using the RR uh, Yokomo. so perhaps uh, you know if you if you guys read through uh, Bob's uh, comment um, you know perhaps it'll give you some insight into your own uh, setup and maybe it'll help you with you, with your setup. I'm definitely gonna be uh, keeping these uh, these thoughts in mind when I finally uh, uh, get to my uh, get your setting up and trying out my year uh, racing rear motor. What what happens? But I'm definitely gonna think about this here. Um, I don't think we're gonna see the effect like what it has on carpet because we have. You know concrete tracks down here so it's going to be very interesting to see Uh, perhaps others with the RR kits uh, can you know can uh, comment in and then just maybe there's some things that you that you notice uh, similar to what Bob said so let us know thank you so much uh, for that Bob appreciate it so yeah couple uh, slang words when you get into south africa how's it that's one of the uh that that's one of the words you're gonna <laughs> you you can use um wow i'm actually at a loss for words uh i can't remember my slang anymore <laughs> well you see when you go to uh when you go to the different regions you're gonna hear different that's uh, slightly different stuff like down in Cape turn you're gonna hear a little bit of the, the Cape Malay. You're going to hear a little bit of the the, the Cape Afrikaans uh, coming in there uh, with, with quite a heavy uh, Cape Town accent. Um, and they have their own slang going on there. And then in Joburg, they have their own slang going on there. And Durban is a little bit crazy because we got a heavy... Uh, heavily sort of Indian South African Indian influenced uh, and and colored influence and uh, and Zulu and Koza, uh influenced uh, sort of slang which is interesting so you get words like uh, you're gonna hear st- things like XA so basically, that's a, that's like, uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> if I had to put it, uh, if I had to put it so politely. So when somebody tells you, exe, they they actually calling out to you, they, and they basically saying, "Excuse me." So they're trying to get your attention. Exe. Uh Let's see, how can I pronounce? Uh, okay, it's spelled. Sometimes it's spelled E K S E. Xa, uh, or some people spell it as exe. <laughs> Whichever way, the pronunciation is the same. Xa. It's just to get your attention. So we got, how's it? Xa. Then uh, you you'll hear you'll hear something crazy like, uh, Xa. I want to tune you something. I'm sorry, that sounds sounds so, I'm sure it sounds so crazy to you guys. So basically, that means, uh, excuse me, I want to talk to you. So when you say, when you use the word tune, it just means uh, speech or speak or talk. Then you'll hear, you know, and this I'm talking about Durban now. So you might hear something like, uh, we're hitting a march to the shop so all they're saying is i'm taking a walk to the store you know so there's a couple couple odd little uh, slang words i thought i'd just throw in there but yeah how's it is a good one how's it is universal you can use it anyway uh that's just a essay greeting that's like a universal south african greeting how's it it's uh you know, funny enough, it's also what uh, cricketers scream when they're appealing for a, for a wicket. How's that? Uh, I don't know how the conversion happened to that being a greeting here in SA, but it is what it is. So <laughs> when you come down, just remember, how's it? Even if you don't remember anything else, you want to greet somebody, just say, how's it? And yeah, how's it, bro? Or, you know... Bro, being brother, bro, I'm sure everybody gets that one. So how's it, bro? How, you know, you could try it out. Just keep that in mind. So, <laughs> thank you guys again for listening and appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to add in that little that little segment in there just to to break the the monotony of uh, of RC because you know sometimes it can be a little bit boring. Uh, doing the same thing over and over, and you you need to you need to sometimes uh, break break away from it, just so that you don't uh, sort of psych yourself out uh, of RC drifting, um, and that's also uh, one of the one of the ways I had actually sort of demotivated myself. You know, have you ever? Have you ever been in a situation where you you just not feeling it you don't feel your car your car is right there the truck is right there and and you know you just you just don't want to touch your car you don't want to see your car you just you just don't have a, a feeling to go to your car you know so you know it, it's important to sometimes take a break leave your stuff alone and I give it a few days and come back to it all refreshed like yeah, okay, now I'm back in it. Okay, so Perry says sounds like who who is that? In Dutch, perhaps that's the reason. It's it's definitely a derivative of uh, of Afrikaans. Uh, yeah, Perry, who is that? How are you? Oh, interesting. That, that's so close to Afrikaans. I mean, well, technically Afrikaans is a combination of uh, Dutch and German. And so the, the Afrikaans people, uh, their forefathers or their ancestors obviously migrated or emigrated from, from those parts of Europe and came down to essay and i suppose that's how the the language uh, afrikaans uh, developed but yeah it's very close to very close to dutch i must admit when i when i was there i i heard a few people speaking i was like oh wait a minute i don't know what you're saying so <laughs> it's very very close to dutch and that's uh, that's so interesting oh yes 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 i just remembered something that i wanted to ask of you uh, of everybody, um, so guys, uh, and this is on a on a serious note, and uh, and I genuinely need this assistance from you guys, even even my local guys here, uh, but I need to speak to people who are like like very knowledgeable uh, in the game uh, and uh, of that little higher level, uh, without being trying to be rude or offensive to anybody, I want to want to learn the finer side of, of judging, of how to, of how to judge. So I, uh, I'm, I'm starting this journey uh, to get more in tune with, with judging and judging uh, properly, how judging should be and being more more stern and more uh, uh, and applying myself more with judging. So I really need and I really would like uh, some assistance from you guys who, who judge. Um, and just to, just to get a feel for how you judge, what you look for. Um, what, what kind of rules have you set out at your track, uh, at your competitions when it comes to uh, scoring and judging? And how do you actually... A score a tandem run for example I really really uh, want to pick myself up and pick up my 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 judging game there so please if you're listening in please if you could help me out with that and just give me some uh, just advise me and guide me on uh, on judging and what to look for and stuff like that I really really appreciate it um, and you know uh so you know I, I wanna the, the reason for this is uh, I want to pick up my my guys here in in, in Durban I want to make sure that they are uh, being given the the best advice and being given the best opportunity to grow so I'd really love to to do that for my for my guys here and for my own knowledge as well so please message me or tag me in a post or or something and then uh, i'd really really appreciate it okay so guys so you know i think i've been uh, i've chatted to you guys for quite a while right now and um, i think i think that's enough (laughs) for today's episode um there are there's uh, uh two things I wanted to discuss, but uh, I can push it through. I can push it for the next episode. So uh, it's it's one of the things is how to create a club and build it and maintain it. So I'm going to share with you guys how uh, my experience with uh, building the East Coast RC Drift Club uh, and how we went about uh, getting new guys to join in and how we currently maintain it. And uh, then a, a little more a serious a topic that needs to be addressed in the RC drifting community. It must be addressed and dealt with. Uh, and it's the politics in uh, RC drifting and how, and how politics have killed some scene, the, some of the communities off, killed it completely, uh, and how it has chased away some of, the most prolific RC drifters that have uh, that have been around and or could have been uh, massively, massively huge in, in the industry and how politics have chased these people away, and we gotta we gotta do something about it, guys. We we really go, we really do. So in the next episode, I'll be covering those uh, topics and a couple more. Um, so I'd really love for you to uh, for you guys to join in, listen in, and uh, share your thoughts and comments. Let's hear it. Also don't forget I'm uh, looking for help for for judging. So if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, hit me up, please. Uh, <laughs> I'd really like that. Um so yeah, once again, thank you all so much for listening in thank you all for your support. Really appreciate it guys. Uh, have an awesome, awesome evening. And I will catch you guys next week on the B-Rock RC show. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Where I will upload the uh, the next podcast. And uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to hearing from you and uh, interacting with you and sharing with you guys again. So thank you guys for listening in. Really appreciate it. Cheers and have a good evening. Peace.